right. That was a little 8-bit Karma Police by Chris. Any guesses? Karma Police? Uh, you're going to have to give me a hint. Uh, every hipster's favorite band. Oh, fuck. They, they can't have this band without their coffee, dude. <laughs> I'm giving another hint. Um, they're from Europe. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? Oasis? No, but along huge, huge band, Chris. You're you're so close. The Beatles? <laughs> they did the song "Creep," Chris. Hold on, uh, dude. Uh, not Coldplay. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> dude. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, Tom Tom York is their lead yeah, singer. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, fuck. What's their name? I can't remember. Radiohead. Chris. Radiohead. Yeah. 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 You guys think this is staged? <laughs> this is fuck. All right. Oh, uh, Chris, I feel so bad for you when this episode comes out. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, this is Best Friend of Me, and I'm Christopher Log. And I'm Johnny Castana. Uh, yeah. All right, that was a little embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so hey, on a scale of one to Chris, how fucked up on pills are you right now? Oh man, I am on a. I'm on a good one. I had a I had a oral surgery today. Oral. oral. Is that what you call it? <laughs> surgery. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Any, dude, just just telling you that I will go to any lengths for my Vicodin, Chris. <laughs> Fair enough. Which I had to hide when uh, Chris came over. Hey, I hope you're taking them as prescribed. What is it? One every four hours? Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I, you don't take the whole bottle and chew them up and swallow. <laughs> no, you crush them <laughs> out and snort them, bitch. <laughs> did you snort Vicodin? Yeah, I, I mean, I did sometimes. What? Yeah. Hey, any links, bro? <laughs> Did it? Does it really get go that much quicker than? Well, this? if you're fucked up enough to snort the pills, I don't know if it really helped. I know. I know chewing them up works faster than yeah. swallowing. Well, them. You, uh, apparently, hey, actually, this is for you. So, kind of like the Obi Wan Kenobi of pill poppers <laughs> in Long Beach told me, you take the pills with pineapple juice. And it kicks it in faster. Well, the acidity? Yeah. I guess it breaks it up, and he swore by it. <laughs> but right, besides pills, <laughs> what, are you, what have you been up to? to? <laughs> uh, kind of went out there. <laughs> um, no, it's good. Uh, you know, I have my, my new job. I've been doing it for a little over a month now. And uh, it's pretty cool. My boss is cool. I liken it. Uh, you know, it's been about what a month. This is actually this episode is called Billy's No Jujitsu episode. Yeah, we so, got some, we got some complaints from people that listen to our podcast. No, that no, actually don't. No, not not that from don't, people they from Billy. They don't practice the gentle art. See, I'm not even saying the word. Chris. So they were like the last two episodes. Were, we were just it was wild, wild. It well, it was jujitsu. It was, it was. But, but we were talked about we had tying on and then we talked about getting our black belt but anyway we are not going to mention jujitsu the rest of the episode starting now now <laughs> uh so well i can't mention now he has nothing to talk about. yeah what's going on uh, hey well, you went to the river yeah white trash weekend yeah that was good i always like going to the riv um <laughs> Chris is having a really hard time right now. So what? Uh, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, <laughs> Did you see that uh, the the book of Boba Fett has been? Uh, it's going to come out December 29th. Oh, the series or the book? The series is called the Book of Boba Fett. Sorry, uh, sorry to disappoint you. Uh Yay, whatever. Because at the end of The Mandalorian, season two, <laughs> Boba Fett <laughs> penetrates 
Jabba the Hutt's palace and kills Bib Fontaine. Oh, yeah. Now he's like, I'm the Hutt. Yeah, and he sits in the throne. He's like, I'm the captain now. Well, I mean, I'll check it out. But I didn't like Mandalorian. I think at the end of the day, Mandalorian was just not my cup of tea. And I watched every episode, but, you know, whatever. Hey, you know what? I'm going to break protocol and Billy's thing real quick and say, dude, congratulations to, to Cole. Oh, on, yeah. Yeah, on, Coach Cole. Uh, 16-year-old phenom. Cole Abate. Uh, yeah, a 16-year-old blue belt just competed against some of the top black belts and did <laughs> really well. Dude, he fucking crushed it. And then they he got screwed on um, a, a split decision. Yeah, three to two. And, like, if you were watching it, it was like, he was, dude, he, dude, he attacked him the whole time. But he literally was, like, did three different attacks on the guy. And then when the guy att- attacked, made a, a, an attempt on... On Cole, they're like, oh, he's evened it up on commentary. And it's like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. it was, I think that they really wanted, had an idea of what they wanted in the finals. And, yeah, a, and okay. a 16 year old fe- blue belt phenom was not. Yeah, was not. <laughs> like, you haven't put in enough time. Uh, yeah, no, I totally, f- I felt, I mean, everyone who watched it that I know of. We're like, dude, he got robbed. And it wasn't just our school. I saw it like, dude, if you look if yeah. you look at all the commentary. Anyways, yeah. dude. But uh awesome job. You know, watching him roll in that competition. He doesn't roll like that at Dawn Patrol. <laughs> it's cause he's nice. <laughs> he's been to holding us. back. He's very nice to Yeah, jeez. Actually, I've never rolled with Cole. Yeah. I never rolled with he's him. He's really nice, dude. Like you should you should roll with him. Yeah. Um, He'd probably teach you some fucking new leg locks if you asked him. Oh no, he's uh, so Tynan was uh, <laughs> on was on uh, holiday with with his mom, and uh, Cole took over was teaching class and dude he taught things I was like oh shit yeah like he has great tech I mean he's a black belt he, dude he's a black belt. He's a black belt. They just can't give him. He's this a black, black belt, belt that's wearing a blue belt, dude. Yeah, I know it's freaking. <laughs> okay, rude. no more jujitsu. All right, yeah, but we didn't say it until I, you just did. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't not. Yeah. Talk about All right. that. All right, Billy. No more. Starting now. now. <laughs> uh, all right. So in this episode, we are gonna do top five Johnny's. And Chris's. So I cover top five Johnny's and Johnny covers top five Chris's. Yeah. And you know what? It was really easy to name five Chris's that are better than Chris Long. I'm just want to throw that out there right now. I mean, it was really hard <laughs> not to find all these Johnny's that were way better than you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, okay. So we're doing that. We're going to talk about, uh, I mean, it came out like 20, no, 30 years ago. Is it 30? No, 20 no, 20, 20, 20, 20 years. Sorry. I was thinking of Nirvana's. Never mind. <laughs> uh, came out 20 years ago. Uh, the movie Almost Famous, which. Uh, well, because there's, there's been a lot of stuff lately that's popped up. There's that we're going to talk about like podcasts. Yeah. And um, articles. We'll get into it. We're going to. And it's my fucking favorite movie. So yeah. why not? And we're going to recommend some shit. So that's our episode. So, and real quick, I just want to say that, I mean, I guess they're fans. We have listeners who will never say anything about an episode. Like, they don't go, hey, that's a really good episode, guys. But when we haven't um, put one up for a while, they fucking complain. Yeah. Oh, nice bi-monthly podcast that you have there. <laughs> when are you going to come out? I would shame you for not putting out a podcast, but you're too busy reading comic books. <laughs> Fucking Gene. And uh, so anyway. And then we're going to recommend some stuff. And Yeah. All right. So uh, I just want to thank all our tens of fans. Thank you. And let's get this episode going. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, savages. Ha! 
What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. All right. We have, this is the part of our show where we do Top 5. And this episode, we are going to do Top 5 Johnnies and Top 5 Chrises. So, Johnny, you start off. What's your number five? My number five... You know, you think I'd be prepared for this, too? No. Like actually, if, actually, I don't, bro. Okay. Coming in at number five, and these are Chris's that I... that I. Uh, these, are, these are top five Chris's I think are better than Chris Long. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Coming in at number five, the late, great Chris Cornell. Oh, man, that's a bummer, dude. He had the best voice, dude. God, he... You know, I guess it's one of those things... And it seemed, dude, you know, I didn't bring this up. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but in the last month, it's like I have been, like my cousin committed suicide, my niece's boyfriend and her father committed suicide. So I know it's been rough. Man, I just do not understand suicide. Like, it's just the most selfish fucking thing. And I do not get how... I mean, someone like Chris Cornell, who had everything, you know, freaking... Yeah, money, voice, money. Good-looking cat. Yeah, no, he's a... Dude, he was a good-looking dude. How he fucking just decided to take his life. And then, uh, Lester from uh, Lincoln Park... Chester. Chester. It's Lester. (laughs) Go on. You're on a roll, Chris. You're on a roll. Uh, Radiohead. (laughs) Lester, yeah, like Lester bun- the molester, uh, Chester killed himself, yeah. you know, and I, dude, whatever. Yeah, but I love him. Soundgarden. Fuck, dude. That was great. Yeah. That was great. All right. My number five, the Johnny that's better than uh, Johnny. <laughs> hey, that just hurts. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Dude, Johnny Knoxville. Did, did you see that the Jackass just released like how much hospital bills that they've incurred. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Because they're coming out with another one. Yeah. And poor, poor Bam. <laughs> he's a, he was a mess. Dude. He's not going to be in the new movie. He's not. They, I mean, he was going to, but had, then they had a set of rules. That, I mean, essentially the rules were he had to stay sober and he couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and he, had to, he had to keep providing proof he, of tests. and He just got arrested. Like this week. The, 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 yeah, the police drove him to rehab. They said he wasn't arrested, but Dude, he, he was distraught. It was in Florida. I mean, and quite frankly, of that crew, the one that I would think would be like that would Steve-o. Steve-o. <laughs> it's, dude, he's, but Steve-o's, dude, he's like a five years sober now. Yeah, dude. no, he's got his head sewed on. And like he was on Howard Stern talking about it. I mean, dude, he's doing the deal. Yeah. Like he's totally involved. So. Uh, the thing where I got an inside story about Johnny Knoxville. Um, so friends with a guy who um, he worked on the Jackass films and he told me a story about Johnny Knoxville had a personal assistant. And when he first got married, for whatever reason, he didn't want his wife coming into the bathroom right after he took a shit. So he would climb out on his roof with a garbage bag and take a shit in the garbage bag to prevent his wife from smelling smelling him taking a dump what a fucking of all the shit that he's done that's not the one he stayed together with is it i don't think so (laughs) so it didn't work anyway (laughs) all right what's your number four (laughs) it's hard to come back from that one chris (laughs) um Number four is, dude, Christopher Walken. You know what? Dude, Dead Zone is such a great, great movie. At close range. Freaking, um, dude. He's, dude, there's so many good Christopher Walken I mean, movies. fucking Pulp Fiction. Just that one scene of him in Pulp Fiction. About to watch up his butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. This unholy. I can't. That, that's almost as bad as fucking uh, uh, Radiohead, dude. <laughs> you even remember Pulp Fiction scene? Well, because uh, I thought you got uh, I thought you got it confused with uh, with the Christian Slater movie. 
True Romance? Yeah. No, I didn't. But that, oh, hey, True Romance, that, his whole scene yeah. was fucking great. Yeah. I love, man. Diddy's awesome. He's done some great roles. Yeah. All right. All right. My number four is, hold on, I got to open up my phone real quick. Uh, my number four, Johnny Rotten, the lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Uh, it kind of turned a little weird in, later on in life. You know, it's kind of weird he went from the Sex Pistols to Public Image Limited. Like, oh. it, like, you know, synthesizer music and... But you're a big fan because the initials spell pill? <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> P-I-L, bitch. <laughs> Saw him in concert. And all my friends didn't know he was... The lead singer of... Sex Pistols. Dude. Well, that's like little kids go see Foo Fighters nowadays and they don't realize that Dave Grohl was the drummer in Nirvana. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, what's your number three? Number three, Chris Hemsworth. Thor. Thor, dude. And you know what? Dude, the, the, the last Thor that was uh, directed by Taika Watati. Okay. Amazing. Like, I like my Thor funny. And just all the outtakes, like the... Where, did you see the one where like, they had Fat Thor like, playing uh, Hurt? No. Oh, dude. I didn't dude, see that. He's in character playing her. Shut up. That's it's fucking hilarious. Dude, dude. I love Fat Thor. <laughs> dude, no, I, I love Fat Thor. I don't know. A lot of people didn't notice that at the end, in the uh, funeral scene at Avengers, uh, he's wearing black Crocs as the Fat Thor. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. At the that. funeral, dude, it was like, that's so perfect, dude. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, my number three. Johnny Carson. Whoa, Chris. You know, the thing about Johnny Carson that apparently after he retired and handed his reins over to Jade Leno, kind of sounds like he was a dick. Johnny Carson? Yeah, he was just like a grumpy old man. Well, but, you know what? He never came back. He never was that guy that retired and kept popping up. Hey, he and, was done. And he was, you know, he was the one. If Johnny Carson, if you were a stand-up comic... And Johnny Carson invited you over to the couch. Like, that was being crowned. Oh, dude. They you had... were a bona fide superstar. Oh, if you man. Got the he... nod. And some of these comedians that were called over, like, are crying. Yeah, because it's like... life-changing. Yeah. He, uh, you know, the thing, I remember hearing an interview with him, like, he's, he was wrapping up, and he would say, like, I, he would go home, and his wife would be, like, one of his many wives, would be like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, how was the show? And he would be like, oh, I don't remember who we I interviewed today. Like, he would have no memory. Like, because it was just, he would do it, I mean, every day. Yeah. And he would forget. And I was kind of like, damn, I, there's no way I would do that. But after recording this podcast, I'll listen to it. And so when we put it up, it's maybe a day or two max after we, we record that it goes up. Yeah. And I'll listen to it at the gym and laugh because I don't even remember saying some of the shit we said in conversation. So I forget crap. But anyway, uh, you so I kind of understand now Johnny Carson forgetting. <laughs> but all right. What's your number? Uh, what is number it? Number two. Is it two? Yeah. All right. Two. Um, that would be Christopher Guest. Dude, I love him. He, I mean, he's the guitarist. You mean Nigel. the husband of uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Yeah. Ni and uh, Nigel Tufnell from uh, Spinal Tap. The guitarist for Spinal Tap. All of those uh, unsymbol assembled cast movies that he's done. Best of Show. Just, dude. What, Waiting for Guffman? Waiting for Guff. Dude, he's just, he's a fucking comic genius. Dude. He is a comic genius. Uh, all right. Speaking of uh, Fat Thor playing Hurt, uh, my oh, wait, wait, wait. He was also the evil guy in uh, in a Princess Bride. He Princess, was he the, was the six fingered the six fingered uh, man. man. Yeah, can't can't. Dude, I had to. Dude, he that. was great. He was great in that. Okay, now go on, go on. All man. right, my number two, uh, Johnny Cash. Dude, 
I went pill, to pill popper. I went not only pill popper. I went to uh, I went to Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh no! And kidding. it was really cool. They even have like the the big chair that he sat in in for the Hurt video. That's in the museum. You know the thing with the Hurt video. Uh, there was a biographer talking about it, and it was like because it was like. Not too long. They filmed that not too long. They knew he, he was died. going. They knew he was going. He was in so much pain. Like when they were like he, he was on his way out. So he really did hurt. You know, it's funny for a, a Johnny just to tie it in. To, uh, they asked Johnny Cash what his secret was for, for the uh, longevity of his marriage with uh, what's her name. Yeah. And uh, he said separate bathrooms. <laughs> so <laughs> back to Johnny Knoxville. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's probably smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What's your number one with your top five number one best Chris? This, this Chris isn't even, nobody can hold anything to this one okay. on the list. Chris Farley. You know what? His Chippendales routine with uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, or Patrick Stewart, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Dude, Patrick Stewart would have been funnier. Oh, uh, dude, that was the best. That's one of the best things ever. That's the second funniest you, thing ever on television. You know, the thing is, they went back and they did, they were talking about it, and like his castmates, and he was really upset by that that skit because it was just straight up they were like being mean like oh no you didn't get because you're just too fat yeah like i think they should have played it off like fat wasn't even an issue well that's what they said in the skit they're like no because we've realized that some of our guests like a more out of shape man <laughs> uh, did all his movies that he did with with David Spade? Even did even Tommy Beverly Boy. even Beverly Hills Ninja dude. Still, <laughs> he was pretty good. You know what? And there was another, uh, I guess, a producer of SNL or something took him like out to a bar or whatever, and you know, like he drained his drink. They got a drink, and he drained it like in like one gulp. And she was like, I didn't understand it. Like, take your time. You can have another one. Why? It's like not a race and it's like she wasn't an alcoholic but yeah. you know he had a goal he was trying to get somewhere and the the thing that bums me out is his whole goal was he was going to make there's a book out called i fatty and it's about oh, yeah yeah it's about fatty, fatty arbuckle. arbuckle yeah and uh and he was gonna he was gonna make that into a movie he was on his way to like he was getting deals. Oh, that would have been that. like a serious. He would have been a superstar had he. So, uh, I Fatty was written by Jerry Stahl, who is the author um, and subject of uh, Permanent Midnight about okay, the yeah. guy who made yeah five thousand a week writing Alf and spent <laughs> six thousand a week on drugs. <laughs> Uh, no, it was good. I read, uh, I read the book. Yeah. And, and it would have been a great role for him. Yeah. Cause it was, dude, uh, I recommend that book too. This is me recommending. A have book. you read it? Yes. And, oh, no shit. and when, uh, it, it's in the other room actually, I can prove it, Chris. And, uh, like when they, when they let him come back, they wouldn't let him be in movies anymore. So, but he could direct, but he directed into the name will be good. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. yeah uh, uh <laughs> all right my number one johnny that's better than you johnny depp you put johnny depp as number one dude yeah and no this is the reason why so obviously there's some shit he's taken a hit i guess he's been canceled because of the whole good girl amber heard isn't that her name amber heard it's two sides to every story yeah <laughs> no there are and it kind of sounds like I don't really pay attention to like celebrity like feuds and shit because it's just so stupid and pointless. Uh, so I don't really know the ins and outs of it. I mean, obviously, if he was physically abusive or even emotionally abusive, like there's no place for that. But why I picked number one is, dude, he is a fucking fantastic actor. He's a great actor. Dude, every role. He's one of those actors, like if he's in a movie... 
I'll watch it just yeah. based on Johnny Depp because I know it's going to be good. And then the second reason, which is probably more importantly to me, his daughter when like when he lived in Ireland or whatever, uh, he, his daughter um, got cancer. Like there was some sort of cancer, and went to a children's hospital. And he was so moved by it, he called Disney and had him ship over as Captain Jack Sparrow. And he fucking spent like the whole day yeah. as Captain Jack Sparrow. And he's popped up at Disneyland on the fucking ride at Pirates of the Caribbean. You know the end when you're going to back up? Yeah. He sits in the chair. He's done it like twice. Really? That's where hilarious. Where he gets all dressed. And let's do the tattoo. He had Winona forever <laughs> when he was dating Winona. And then when they broke up. He had it changed to wino forever. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he, like totally best friends with uh, Hunter S. Thompson and like paid for his Hunter S. Thompson had an elaborate thing for his funeral. And he was like, be sh- his ashes shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up costing everything he wanted to do. Cause they built like the huge cannon. Yeah. It was like $5 million <laughs> and he didn't have that kind of money. His estate didn't have that kind of money. Johnny Depp ponied up for it. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. So that he's for sure better than you. Yeah. Even, yeah. even if he's smacked around his, his, his wife from it, time to time. My only advice to Johnny Depp is probably should stop hanging out with your best friend Marilyn Manson for a little bit, dude. Are they best friends? Oh, yeah. That's, that's when they get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But though, I don't think they're good for each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like you and me. Yeah. You know, like... Jamie's like, maybe you shouldn't hang out with Johnny. He's a bad influence on you. Oh, dude, I got pills right now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So that was top five best Johnnies and Chris's. Stone Magazine. This is William Miller. Yes, it is. I think you should be writing for us. From Cameron Crowe, writer-director of Jerry Maguire. If you're going to be a true journalist, you cannot make friends with the rock stars. Just make us look cool. God, it's going to get ugly, man. They're going to buy you drinks. Don't take drugs! They're going to fly you places for free. It's Bowie! You're going to meet girls. We are not groupies. We don't have intercourse with these guys. Just blowjobs, and that's it. Amen. On the road with the band. Your mom called. Rock stars have kidnapped my son. Spirits run high. There's acid in the beer that's in the red cups. How do you know when it's kicked in? I am a golden god! Innocence runs wild. Let's deflower the kid. We need this story in four days. Your time has come. And there's more 
to write home about. Can I speak with William, please? Is this Marianne with the pot? Then the music. What do you love about music to begin with? Everything. And welcome back to our bi-monthly podcast. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Ah, okay. So what are we going to talk about? Because we can't talk about my favorite subject. (laughs) We're going to talk about... I've always claimed that this was... Off air, I just found out. I've always claimed that this movie was my favorite movie. But apparently, you've come to terms with it being your favorite movie, too. Yeah. Almost Famous. By Cameron Crowe. You know what? So I was listening to a podcast... <clears throat> on the way home from the river and they were talking about C- Cameron Crowe's life and how, you know, cause, uh, almost famous is semi-autobiographical about Cameron Crowe. So they went over like, what were the similarities and shit about his life and what from his life made it into the movie. And so I was listening to it and I finally realized, I mean, I would always say if I had to give top five favorite movies, almost famous was in the top five. And my, how I determine what my favorite movie is, it's like if I'm scrolling a channel and I see the movie on. And you leave it. I'll stop. (laughs) And I had an epiphany that Almost Famous is probably my favorite movie. I fucking love that movie from start to finish. It's fantastic. And you know what? If, uh, if, if people, if, if you like that movie, I highly recommend they they have a longer cut called um, Untitled. It's the bootleg edition. I still haven't seen that. It's forty five minutes longer. Basically, what they did is <gasps> oh, sorry, go ahead. You know how long the movie is already? Yeah. So it's really long. It's got a lot more Jimmy Fallon in it as the the second manager. Yeah. It's got it's basically all the deleted scenes are put into the movie, which is cool. I actually there was a scene. Cause he, and the thing about almost famous, it's like Karate Kid for me. I mean, I probably a date doesn't go by that I don't say a line from Almost Famous. Every time we're kid. every time we're talking on the phone, you say, and I'm like, yeah, if I, I, I gotta, gotta go. It's like Johnny, I just don't have time to stand around talking to my <laughs> mini fans. <laughs> and we both laugh and we <laughs> hang out. Uh, you know, what? and the thing is too, so. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Lester Banks in the movie. Stellar. Like, and he's not in the movie that much. That, that much. I mean, I think total, I saw a thing, like he's only in the movie for like a total of like nine minutes. Yeah, no, he fucking crushed it. So much that I went and bought the Lester Banks book. Uh, oh, so did book. I. Yeah, so did I. I was so like enthralled with this guy. I was like, that guy's the raddest. He was just the seasoned vet. Been there, done that. And so they, in the, in the podcast, uh, they were talking, so they asked Cameron Crowe about Lester Banks, and he was like, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a Cameron Crowe, like, the success he's had now without Lester Yeah, Banks. he really was his, his mentor. Yeah, like, his mentor. In the movie, they don't really talk about it, but, like, in real life, he worked for him at Cream, and, like, he worked, he worked for him for a couple magazines. It was funny. So in the in the interview, because I remember um, seeing something like you know HBO does like first look at this movie. It was something along those lines, and Cameron Crowe hired um, Peter Frampton to like teach the guys Stillwater yeah how to play guitar and be like the, like rock stars the, the presence yes and-, and so in this podcast they talk to Peter Frampton and there's some history there because Peter Frampton had recorded his live album, his breakthrough album that completely changed his life. And so they're like, Hey, we're going to get this hot up and coming writer to come in and interview you. Um, Like he works for like, he's worked for cream rolling stone. And it's like, he just has a huge body of work and fucking a 16 year old (laughs) Cameron girl. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> showed up, and he was just like, "Dude, like, what the fuck?" Yeah, but Peter Peter Frampton was really cool to him too, though. Yeah, and uh, now what people don't under understand too is like Stillwater is a combination of a couple bands. Yeah, that that uh, that he you know he went on he went on the Japan tour with Led Zeppelin, uh, 
um, Almond Brothers. Almond Brothers. And so the scene. So in Almost Famous, he's chasing after, um, like the guitarist. What? What? Fuck! What's his name? I'm Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about this? Uh, uh, dude. Are you talking about the actor or the... No, not the actor. The character. <gasps> Russell. Russell Hammond. Russell Hammond. I got it. I got it. His guitar playing is incendiary. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? I'm incendiary. <laughs> uh, he... So, the movie is that he's chasing after Russell Hammond to try to get an interview, and he keeps putting him off. But apparently, that was... Uh, was it uh, Greg Allman? Greg Allman, who was extremely paranoid at the time, extremely coked out at the time. So Cameron Crowe did a thing. So he finally he got a call. Like, all right, Greg's ready to do the interview. <laughs> Come in his room. Went into his hotel room, had his tape recorder, filled up like I, I think they said five tapes, and he left. He went back and he was talking to the photographer, and all of a sudden they get a call, and it's like. I mean, I guess it was his manager, Greg Allman's manager, and like, hey, uh, you're gonna have to bring those tapes in. Yeah, you're gonna bring those tapes back because um, Greg thinks you're a cop. Thinks <laughs> <laughs> Cameron grows a cop. Yeah, but they confiscate the tapes, and then he has to like, you know, it's already way past due, and then he had to he had to fly to Hawaii, dude, to get him. They're like, okay, you can get the tapes. <laughs> so the fucking photographer is telling the story, the only one that could do it, because I kind of got the impression. That Cameron Crowe was still in high school. Yeah. And he was like, the only one that could go to Hawaii and get the tapes was me. <laughs> so he fucking flew over to get the tapes. But the part is, it's like, so there was a scene where Russell Hammond takes acid at that fan's house, teenage house, where he says, I'm a golden god. <laughs> there was and a, at the was end, he's in. like, how do we know he's not a cop? He <laughs> uh, grabs him. Are you See, a cop? I love those stories of like how reality comes into fiction and No, we got a lot of these stories off of there's a podcast that an almost famous podcast. It was like Origins and so it yeah. talked about I didn't listen to any of the episodes. I just listened to the one that talked about Cameron Crowe's life. Well, you should. You should. It's all it's there's no it's like the whole entire second season is they keep going, Chris. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh so I mean, dude, I love hearing. Season stories, two of the podcast Origins talks about the 20th anniversary of Almost Famous. You should check it out. You know, and I often say my shtick is I'll go, "It's almost perfect," because nothing's perfect. I'm gonna go on record right now. Almost Famous is perfect. I fucking love it, dude. Hey, and actually, so I was looking up something. I was gonna say this before, and I got I digressed. Uh, I saw a scene that was cut from the movie that must be in the bootleg where teachers and Anita's boyfriend were trying to convince the mother to let him go on tour with Stillwater. And I watched that scene. Do you remember seeing yeah. that scene? Dude, I didn't like that scene. Like, I don't think it added and it was kind of weird. So, I mean... I think they made a really good choice for what they cut down because that movie is long, but every scene matters. Like, every scene matters, and it's really fucking tight. And, dude, perfect movie. Casting was great. I mean, because you find out, I mean, it's, it's, it's been revealed that originally Brad Pitt was cast. He was attached to it to be Russell Hammond in Almost Famous, and Penny Lane was supposed... Was uh, hot. Natalie Portman. <laughs> Thank you. I say hi to you, see Natalie Portman. Exactly, Chris. That's why we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? And and you know what? It would be fun to see those takes on it, but the movie was so perfect the way it is. Like I just don't see how they could have improved upon it. And I think it was great having lesser known because it would have been Brad. It would have. It would, it would have been distracting. It would have been more like a, uh, what's like the uh, Star is Born, where you're having someone super famous play like Lady a rock Gaga, star. and yeah. all you see is Lady Gaga. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper. Like. I mean, because Kate Hudson, when she did that, she'd only been in a couple movies. But what she did have, and she actually, uh, she 
originally was going to be the sister, his sister. Anita? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and and uh but I mean, she really was Penny Lane in real life. She at the time she was dating and then ended up marrying the lead singer of uh Black Crows. Black Crows. So, and actually in the podcast they go into the character, the real person, Penny Lane, and he didn't even change her name. Like she called herself. I mean, that's wasn't her real name. Yeah, but she was a young groupie. Band aid. A band. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is she was talking. She made it sound like she never gave up the sex to get access. No, like, she just she really like. I think a lot of that those quotes were taken from her. Were like. We're like they don't I'm understand. Here for the music. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I love, I love the, <laughs> the one groupie at the towards the end of the movie where she's like, these new groupies, they don't have any respect. They they don't take birth control and and they eat all the fucking steak. <laughs> <laughs> dude, she was, man. The movie. I mean, every part about it. Like when it was revealed, I love when he had to fly out to San Francisco and go to the Rolling Stone office, and they're just like. <laughs> What? And then <laughs> this is I'm with America's hottest man and we're all about to die. Did this really happen? Dark. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, a couple weeks ago you sent me they find they Rolling Stone did something awesome and they oh. published Oh dude, I forgot about that. They published a fake article on of, Steelwater, his on cover story. His cover story. They published, dude, and it's long. It's not like this little snippet that they did as a wink. It, and you know what? It was actually really well done. It made you want to watch the movie all over again. When it you was read it. actually because a lot of times when they do that, like in movies or books, and they're like, "Oh, this music is the best music ever," and then like if they finally play it, you're like, "No, it wasn't. Like it, that wasn't very good." But the article, the fake article, Dude. was actually really like, fucking good. It's like 3,000 miles over Cleveland, and we're all about to die. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was, I love it, it made, Almost Famous. It made you giggle the whole time you were reading it. Like, they, get, they got way, way into it. It was like what you would think the actual article would be. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was so weird that it, they did it. And you can look it up on RollingStone.com if you want to. And just type in a Stillwater article and it'll pop up. It was awesome. I love that movie. Um, And you know what? And it's one of those movies I go back. I can watch it over and over and I still enjoy it. I I know it's going to happen. I still enjoy it. Um, If Desi and Donovan, if I'm ever like upset with him, that that's one of their go-tos is like, do you you want to watch... Almost famous up to me. Dude, and I'm shut like, up. yes. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, I was, well, it was like, a, you know, that was my Father's Day movie like four years ago. And now they always are just like. Dude, it's such a good, I made, uh, yeah, I finally made Jackson watch it. And most of the shit I make him watch, he doesn't, he doesn't really, like I made him watch Tombstone. And he was like, how much longer yeah, is this you movie? Know what? And you know what, I, I had, I had, uh, Desi and Donovan in a we're we're in Lake Tahoe where there's nothing going on at night, and I put it on Tombstone and I they didn't make it they didn't oh dude it's not it's not that's I that's a guy's not, movie it's not a kid's movie it's yeah, a guy's movie but I made him watch Almost Famous and he enjoyed it uh, yeah and he picks up on the lines that I say yeah and he's like uh, oh that's where you get it from oh dude the other day I think we were at Dawn Patrol and. Uh, door song came on i'm like the doors jim morrison's a drunken buffoon give me the guess who <laughs> they have the courage to be drunken buffoons which makes them poetic uh dude anyway oh and actually i bought a shirt i love that um so much and actually there's a cream documentary i believe it's on amazon prime that's where i watched it and it talks, goes into Lester Bang when he was like an editor there at Cream Magazine. Yeah. But I ordered uh, their old shirt, the boy howdy. And it's like a fucking, I think it's like milk, like a, that looks like a human or something. But anyway, but Jason Lee, his character 
is wearing it in, at one in point. In the movie? Yeah, yeah. Dude, That's, I love that movie. So anyway, Almost Famous. They actually, they sell the shirt. You know the one that got rejected that they all freaked out on? <gasps> where only he's I can tell focus. that you're mad. How would you? <laughs> I'm, how could you tell? I'm the one, the blurry one standing behind you. You can get that online now. Dude, shut up. I'm getting that shirt. Are you kidding me? I swear to God, that you can get it now. the best thing I've heard all week. I'm fucking ordering it. Right when we get done recording, I'm ordering that. Okay, so everyone, please, if you haven't seen the movie, it is mine and Chris's favorite movie. Hey, if any of our tens of fans have not seen the movie Almost Famous, please drop us a line and tell us what you think of it actually and uh, you can do that at best frenemies 69 <laughs> at gmail.com please let us know So this is uh, recommendations. I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, an album from my ultimate favorite band, Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just kidding. And as I was getting ready to say this, I was like, don't say Coldplay. <laughs> don't say Coldplay. <laughs> uh, okay. I've been talking about this for about two months now. Um so there is a channel on Amazon Prime video channel or Amazon Prime video that you can get. It's like three bucks a month. It's called Haya, <laughs> like karate. Haya, And they have like martial arts movies and like just really fucked up Japanese, South Korean, uh, actually some Chinese films, Hong Kong films. Um, and it, again, it's only three bucks. And so when I got it, the, I was listening to another podcast and the guy talked about it. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, cause I would just turn on the TV and I wouldn't, you know, I'd be surfing around and nothing was on. I'm like, you know what? I want to, I'm going to get it. Dude, right out of the gate, like the first five films I watched on it were stellar. Dude, I told you that I, there's a, there's a guy that lives in like my townhomes that, He's like, oh, I saw you. I saw you got your black belt. I'm like, yeah. He goes, and he's like, yeah. I uh, I just carried this cane because I, I do a lot of martial arts with a cane. I'm like, cool. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I watch a bunch of, uh, I watch, I watch a bunch of karate movies on this uh, channel called. I'm all, oh, no. He goes, I watch a bunch of karate movies. I'm all, where do you watch the karate movies? He's all, it's on this channel called uh. Hiya. And I totally thought he was fucking bullshitting me. Like, <laughs> that guy's full of shit. And then when you told me... You were like, oh, it's real. It's a real... <laughs> so, you know what? And quite frankly, some of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen are on this channel. Like, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Ichi the Killer, which... Yeah. Dude, fucked up. He's got all the scars on his face. Yeah, dude. And then there was a movie called uh, The Gangster, The Cop, and The Devil. So it was like a gangster and a cop team up to find this serial killer. Uh, super dark, super good. And then this movie, have you ever heard of the movie Audition? No. So it's a guy who, you know, has a wife and son. And right out of the gate, the wife dies. Um, and so it's like a few years later. And he's never dated. He's never done anything. And he's friends with this, like, uh, film producer. And they're like, hey, dude, 
you need to get out there. So let's just do like, we're going to set up like audition for a fake movie and you're just going to be have like the pick of all these hot like actresses. The casting couch. Yes. And so they totally run it and he meets this one chick and he's just like, oh, she's the one. And she's like super vulnerable, you know, good looking. And it ends up, oof, she's really fucked up. <laughs> There's some scenes. There's one oh, scene so, in particular. So it's real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a documentary. Um, man, there's one scene when you like see the first glimpse of her being fucking nuts. So the guys like they kind of go out on like a first date. I mean, they don't kiss. They don't do anything. And he's like, yeah, I'll call you. And so you see her. She's sitting on the floor staring at the phone oh, dude. staring at the phone and I, and you see something in the background it's kind of a messy apartment and there's just like a bundle like a burlap sack in the back and all of a sudden i mean it holds on her for like i swear to god like a minute super uncomfortable and she's just staring at the phone and all of a sudden you see someone a body's in the duffel bag oh no way yeah and you're like and so then the phone rings and you just see like a smile on her face. And she's all calm, like, hi. Oh, dude, fucked up. But seriously, I i mean, for three bucks a month, hiya. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend hiya on Amazon Prime oh, Video. Apparently, it's real. It is real. It <laughs> is real. All right, what do you recommend? Okay, I recommend on Disney Plus, they, uh, they released a. Collaboration of all the uh, famous anime directors got together hmm. and did. Uh, it's called Star Wars Visions. So it's all. This has nothing to do with like Star Wars canon or anything. This is just one-offs by famous, famous Japanese anime creators, and they they do like, like fourteen minutes to twenty-nine minutes. There's nine different little mini, you know, episodes. Hmm. And it's cool. Now, I recommend to do what we do in our, our house because it's anime. The, the, the kids will only watch it the traditional way, which is you have to put the subtitles on and you have to scroll down in language and put it in Japanese because it, it is dubbed in English. Oh, oh okay. I get you. But you. if you're going to take the time to watch a Star Wars anime, you might as well, you might as well do it how it was like really done and hear the original voice actors and... It's actually like my 16-year-old niece right now, like super into anime. Like anime is really fucking big right now, yeah. it seems like. No, it's with any from junior high to high school, like they're dude, they're way into Attack on Titan and jo oh. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and like they do they got a bunch. Actually, I'm, that sounds interesting. Johnny, a lot of the shit you recommend, I'm like, and that's a pass. <laughs> This one actually sounds good. Yeah, and I've never even heard of it. And the cool part is, is you can just kind of, you know, you can go in and out. You can watch a couple in a couple episodes in a row. I wouldn't watch more than three in a row. But they're all just one-off stories. And it's so cool because it's, it's clearly like anime, but it's got the Star Wars tones to it. And some is really Star Wars. And some you're just like, okay, I see the Star Wars vibe they're going for. Hmm. All right. I'll check it out. Uh, hold on. What's it called? It's called Star Wars Visions. Visions. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. And that brings us to me as a Chris. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead, Johnny. I'm just going to totally tone <laughs> yeah. out right now. Okay. Well, you know what? It was It was just this. Is it Radiohead? <laughs> no. No, Chris. Calm down. Calm down, Chris. Calm down. <laughs> uh, it was the last episode. I was saying that, you know, like, oh, a new Guns N' Roses song came out and I, and I couldn't recommend it because it was so bad. It was a song absurd. Yeah. And uh, they actually released a new one called Hard School. Now, by new, the origins of the song, like, they, they wrote it. The, the song had a working title called Jackie Chan because it was actually going to be written for a Jackie Chan movie <laughs> in hmm. the 90s. And it never came into fruition. And then it was uh, Checkmate was another title. That's what uh, that that came you know, like the bootlegs. When it finally, I I had a copy of the song 
probably like a year or two now. And it's and so what they did is they this this song was going to be on Chinese Democracy, but they left it off. But once once Axel had Duff McKagan and Slash rejoin the group, they erased the guitar and bass parts, and Slash and Duff put their spin on it, made it way better. And then they used the ninety three or ninety five vocals of Axel because he doesn't sound like this anymore. But it's cool because it's it's a it's a more of an appetite for destruction sounding song like it's it's an upbeat song and um it's good for guns and roses baby they're coming back hold it so guns and roses they're a band yes oh yeah okay, they're, gotcha. they're like radiohead chris okay got <laughs> so like coldplay oasis beatles kind of vibe going on <laughs> yeah, all right gotcha so once again thanks for listening we'll try and record uh more than bi-monthly yeah <laughs> by monthly you know it, it was it took us this long this time because chris we didn't have a top five and nobody wrote in last month to best frenemies 69 at gmail.com they probably got like you know 96 maybe they do you know, <laughs> mixing that up you know they should be interchangeable right all right well let's just give them the song and we'll, we'll be back sooner this is guns and roses hard school thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>